radioinfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. Um, quick before we get into all the content today, Frank, just for the next two weeks, there will be no Friday show. What's the next two weeks? This Friday, I'm leaving Thursday. I'm going down to Louisiana to cover the Missouri v. Biden trial on Friday. Yeah. That hearing. And then next weekend is the weekend I'll be away doing the pandemic premiere in Austin. So I won't be here Friday for that. Gotcha. So the next, and then I know somebody just reminded me in the pre-show that next Monday is Memorial Day. Memorial Day, yeah. Which I never remember ever. Apparently, I know I had I had to cancel Rich Barris last night. I said, "Hey, Rich, can you do Tuesday the thirtieth instead? It's Memorial Day. I keep I keep booking myself on Memorial Day." I don't know why. I I just they all. It, it, you know what it is this year? It's the middle. It's almost the end of May already, and it feels like it just turned May first yesterday. I know. Really. It's chilly. It's been chilly this year. Really? Yeah, we've had a couple of stretches of like 70s and whatever, but we've been hovering around the 60s. It's always in the 50s at night, which I'm fine with 50s at night, but it does not feel like we're knocking on the door of June. June? Yeah. I don't know. We've had good weather, but but it just may just flew by, like flew by. So that's just a little bit of uh, business. And now I want to get into something. We're going to start today talking about, did you hear about this drug, Ozempic? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh so the, the, that entire category of drugs. Do you, what, do you, what do you know about them? Because you might have done more research than I did. Well, I had a, I, I had a, a former client of mine. Um, we did a lot of good work together, but, you know, uh, people slide back into old habits and they got in touch with me and, and uh, we're just catching up and stuff. And they said that, well, I'm, I'm starting a new, uh, starting a new drug and it's, um, you know, it's injectable and, and pretty much it's, it's a drug people take to try to avoid diabetes if they're pre-diabetic or whatever. And it really shows, it shows, um, uh, great promise in, in, in reducing weight. And I said, I said, yeah, but what, you know, me, the, the trainer, I'm saying, okay, so you go through your cycles and then what? Once the training wheels come off, you have to take control again. I mean, and why not just start the new habit? Oh, don't worry, gonna happen. Whatever, it, it'll be fine. Then, because they planted it in my mind, I start seeing it everywhere, mm-hmm. including the reporting on how this uh, this drug not only induces the craziest of dreams, but it it also has a, when it what it when it induces weight loss, it's primarily or at least in a I would say mostly targeting lean tissue. So they're losing weight, but not necessarily uh, uh, losing solely fat. So as you're getting, oh, it's like the final irony when people with eating disorders are, you know, are going into those later phases and they're really starting to harm themselves um, is that because you're starving yourself, your body is going after at that point, your muscle tissue. And it's leaving behind, even though you're getting skinnier, you're technically getting more obese because your body fat is going up. So I've been hearing a lot of things about it's not targeting fat primarily, and it's also causing a lot of weird, weird sleeping experiences. And it's part of a a whole family of related drugs. 
Yes. I'm glad that you just did that because, um, you know, it's all over the place now. Celebrities started taking it for weight loss. It's like a quick fix. Instead of actually changing habits and changing how you treat your body, this is a quick fix that really messes with a lot of things in your brain. And I haven't done the extensive research into it that I will be doing now because it's the newest fad and it's being championed and they're saying sales are going to be in the billions and blah, blah, blah. But I caught this article. It says that this drug... It not only is having this effect on people where they're losing weight, and I think it's, oh, it may be an addiction sort of a thing for some folks with food, but they're saying that um, people have reported losing interest in a whole range of addictive and compulsive behaviors, drinking, smoking, shopping, nail biting, picking at skin. Not everyone on the drug experiences these positive effects, to be clear, but enough that addiction researchers are paying attention and the spate of anecdotes might really be on to something. I stopped there because the word anecdotes in medicine, we have been taught, is a complete no-no, Frank. You can't have any anecdotal experience with vaccine injury. That's just, trust the science. No anecdotes allowed. That's not okay. Same thing with people who were better after taking hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. That's anecdotal. But with a medicine like this that stands to make the pharmaceutical industry millions and billions of dollars, then anecdotes are okay in support of the drug, right? Right. So we got there. Um, And then I found, like this morning, Will had sent to me this compilation of the programming that we have all experienced over the past couple years. And I was cleaning out my folder on my phone of all my screenshots because I have like screenshots of court documents and I'm taking up space. I don't need that stuff. But I found a bunch of tweets from back in the day in March of 2020. And I'm like, text messages from my husband that I screenshot just to preserve the memory of what hell we went through in favor of this weird programming. And that's what it is. And this is a long compilation, but I'm going to play some of it because it's striking. This is from Michael Sanger. He put it out this morning. Listen to this. And I think you'll be able to hear it better too, by the way. Okay. Hold on. We want to make sure that people can discern the truth yeah. from the misinformation. And we want to make sure that everyone understands that no one's safe till everyone's safe. No one is 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 safe. Nobody is safe. This is a post 9-11 axiom. Safer but not yet safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe from COVID-19 until everyone is safe. If the whole world isn't safe, none of us are safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. Nobody is safe. Until we're all safe. Health experts have been saying nobody is safe. Nobody is safe until everybody is safe. Nobody is safe. The science is clear. None of us are safe. There is no safety. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe until everyone is safe. No one's safe. Nobody is safe. Nobody's safe. No one's safe. We'll never be safe until we're all safe. We are never going to be safe. 99.5% of people are safe and will survive COVID-19. The only positive thing out of this is we should be able to manufacture a lot of vaccines and- Nobody will be safe if not everybody is vaccinated. You don't have a choice. As long as not everybody is vaccinated, nobody will be safe. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population, so- Get the fucking vaccine! You need to get vaccinated, and if you don't, you are going to die. I know you're vaccinated. 
it. You're the smart ones, but you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know who they are. Remember that? The unvaccinated people. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. If you are the unvaccinated, you are the problem. You're the f- Condemn them, shame them, blame them. The only people that you can blame are the unvaccinated. Frankly, we can't trust the unvaccinated. They should not be part of polite society. The lunatics. It goes on for another nine minutes. It's an incredible um, evolution of the message, and it happens so subtly, and but but so drastic, and um, all those people should be. I can't say. I'm in a place where there's lots of things I just can't say anymore. You have bad thoughts. I just, I just live inside my head and live off the air for the real commentary. But um, do you do you think that those people should be allowed to at least work? Do you think that they should be allowed to work comfortably anymore? I mean, they, they should. Uh, I. That's it. I, I don't know what else to say. They are. Um, that that is that's a demonic class of people that need to be reckoned with. Speaking of demonic, I'm gonna put the full link to that if you guys want to watch the whole thing in the show notes and below this video, um, so that you guys can all see it. But speaking of demonic, Frank, we're moving into some crazy stuff. So Jim Caviezel is in a new movie, um, The Sound of Freedom, that's coming out soon. I'm not sure when it comes out or if it came Sound out. Sound of Silence. Sound. Sound of Silence or Sound of Freedom? Sound of Freedom. Maybe Sound that's, of Freedom? Yeah, maybe that's why we were confused before the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he did Persons of Interest, Passion of the Christ. He's, you know, he's done all these movies. And I went to, to Google. Frequency. Frequency? Yeah. Frequency, that, that movie's. That was a great movie. Oh, it's the big, yeah. I went to uh, Google today to try and find some of the clips that I wanted to show everyone. And it's 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 got that, it looks like the results below are changing quickly um banner which means they're manipulating the results so that you can't see what he said over the weekend i have it on it's oh it opens july 4th thanks guys in the chat so i have it here we're gonna watch the trailer and then we're gonna watch his interview with with steve bannon some clips of his interview with steve bannon over the weekend it was powerful and if you want to talk about satanic we're gonna get into that too so here's the trailer i don't know if you've ever seen it frank you can hear it at least and you can watch the screen if you want but Mm -hmm. here we go Pedophiles you got. 288. How many kids you found? It is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. Because you can sell a bag of cocaine one time with a child five to ten times a day. God's children are not for sale. How long you been doing this? 12 years now. How many pedophiles you got? 288. How many kids you found? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know based on a true story. For homeland security, you know we can't go off rescuing Honduran kids in Colombia. Which means she'll disappear for good. Imagine walking into a room right now, seeing an empty bed, what we do. You quit your job 
and you go and rescue those kids. So at this moment, she could be a block down the road, or she could be in Moscow, Bangkok, L.A. She's a major operator. It's all rebel territory. No one goes in. Not the army, not the police, not us. What if this was your daughter? There's no Marine unit coming. You're on your own. This job tears you to pieces. And this is my one chance to put those pieces back together. When God tells you what to do, Yeah. Powerful. So it's about yeah. child trafficking and now, they've been working on this for a long time because I I he was already doing interviews for this I feel like 2 years ago. I, I So I, I'm surprised. I thought that this had already been released on a limited basis and I had just missed out on it and forgotten. So I'm I'm excited. I I want to I definitely want to see it. And I've been trying to get this guy booked on my show for a long time. Oh, I hope you can get him. That would be a great interview. He seems to be. It doesn't. It hasn't been that. Uh, it's been hard for me, but um, you know, I'm glad that he makes appearances. And he's when he talks, um, I know he doesn't shy away, no. um, especially when he brings up adrenochrome and stuff like that. He'll go right in. We have. He'll a... go. He'll yeah. go right in. Yeah, he does. And I have a couple of. Uh, I have a couple of clips where he mentions that. Here's the first one. This is. This is. This is something. I watched this over the weekend. Sometimes, you know, like when Elon Musk was asked that question about um, tweeting and he, he took that very long pause and it like some people clipped it out to get the point out quicker. But those pauses are sometimes more powerful than what the person says. Here's one clip from yesterday uh, or Saturday with Bannon. I think you told me that you started in 18 and it took like there a year go. or so to make because you were shooting all over the world. But this thing has basically essentially been finished since 20 or 21. Why are we in May of 23? You're in the war room okay. and go, we're going to sell tickets and we're going to sell two million. That to, to make sure that it's in theaters over 4th of July of 2023. What is this? Why is this film? So why, what is it about this movie that makes people in the in the film industry and other places not want to see it in theaters? I'll give you one plain example. We had uh, 1,500 patriots, people that were interested in seeing the film in Las Vegas. During one part of the film, everybody in the audience started whispering. And of course, you're watching the viewers to see if they're even interested in the movie, but they were very, very locked in. At one point, they all started whispering. And I thought that was, I've never seen that before. So after the movie, I asked him a couple of questions, and then I had to ask him, why were you whispering at this one particular part in the movie? And I didn't pick up on it. And they all started screaming out Epstein Island. Epstein Island isn't the only island out there where they have hurt children. And that was a pause that went on for like another 15 or so seconds until Bannon finally said something. 
I, I don't I don't understand why he was so quiet during that other than to I don't understand it. These are well, well you, you know, he's he, this is a man that's been driven he's he's been driven by something very very powerful for a long time now and he knows what his mission is but at the same time when you're dealing with something that is such an open horrific secret you can you you can only approach with so much reckless abandon to be able to ensure that you're able to keep working and when i say working i mean stay alive for as long as you can because you know we're we're in a place right now where I'm I'm really excited to see that there is a a very rich source of funding for independent um, filmmaking and things. Like, we're becoming a lot more formidable mm-hmm. when it comes to getting major groundbreaking productions noticed by a lot of people because so many are disaffected by what Hollywood is and what they're unwilling to do in Hollywood because this is this is partially their responsibility when you talk about the the barbarism that he is um that he's contemplating when he's talking to to bannon so i uh yeah he's he's definitely being driven by something but you know he doesn't want to ever say too too much he's already said more than most yeah here's a uh i have a couple more clips that are pretty pretty powerful here's another one in the film itself let's just talk about the movie in ballard's life and what ballard found out and what ballard's testimony is as his lived experience what does the character what does tim ballard show us to show that it's not a conspiracy that there's something concrete here it's just not some theory what is it about what ballard did that's so controversial and what he found that's so controversial that they don't want people to see the movie i think the analogy if it's an analogy or if it's so close it it parrots a lot what's going on in a lot of the agencies and a lot of the stuff where you try to do an operation and they shut it down. Why would you shut something down? Why would you want to stop? Let's go to the media. When a story comes out on trafficking of children, why is in the next day, it's not an interesting story. This Ms. Rojas got up and is talking about the Judiciary Committee in front of the sworn testimony in front of the Judiciary Committee, that 85,000 children go missing. Why is that not an interesting enough story? So now go watch this movie. And the same kind of stuff happens. But that's not interesting. It's not happening. But but, but uh, hold it. But hang on. But hang, hang on a second. T- give me back to the 85,000. Parallels. When Ms. Rojas says, well, hang on. Ms. Rojas says 85,000 are missing. What does that mean to you? Does it mean that administratively they're not found, or you think there's something else going on here? Oh, definitely something else going on, 100%. But this has been going on. When Sound of Freedom, before it was coming out, I, I just started noticing that any time a story came out on trafficking, anything, it was gone the next day. It would get reported, but then it was gone. Yeah. That's interesting. Then after so many... Thousands of these coincidences happen. How many coincidences need to occur before it, you start to go on mathematically? That's impossible. It, it's it's true. Remember, we used to cover all the time, like during the Trump presidency. Um, when he would he was focused on child trafficking and he would, you know, they would arrest all these child traffickers and you'd never see anything about it. 
There's and a if, lot more. There was a lot more arrests going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to highlight them all the time with clips to show it. It was it was significant. He he says there's I think I have two more. This one and the one about adrenochrome. And he also mentions QAnon. And so the left has taken that and is now trying to because, again, like we've discussed several times on the show, they politicized child trafficking and 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 all of this to make it a crazy right wing extremist thing. Ridiculous. But here we're in a I would say an apocalyptic moment right now. I, I think of the words that Jesus talks about when people say, when is the end coming? And Jesus looks, why do you ask me for the signs of the times? You look at the clouds and you know it will rain and so it does. Why do you ask me this? Can you not see what's going on? Can you not see that we have a self? We don't have a country anymore. By definition, you have to have borders. We don't have a border. Why would you continue to listen to a media that's lying to you every day? You know, a couple of years ago, I, I, I'm on talking about adrenochrome. You can't say that word. You cannot say anything bad on George Soros. Do you know that he know he owns many of these companies like the Daily Beast? Boy, they sure had their fun tearing me apart. I lost my agents 17 years and my other agent of 15 years because they listened to them. You don't you think you have a selection? Sorry, you think you know what the truth is. You don't. You have a selection. You're not free. And God wants you to be free. I'm talking about the God of Christ, Jesus. Powerful interview. Mm-hmm. Really powerful. And the next clip is where he mentions uh, QAnon and stuff, but we're all clipped out. And then it just it just watching that it drove me into this next thing. We talked about Target, Frank. Yes. And yeah, I, I heard that heard that some some locations are starting to pull it all back because they're getting a lot of backlash. That is Matt. That that is a a, a shallow victory, though. Well, if you it, ask me, it it is a shallow victory because they've they've moved to they've hired a literal Satanist to make their kid stuff. Yeah. Um, it's on screen right now. The, the art that you're seeing right now, the guy that made this, if you go to his Instagram, I mean, he talks about, he talks about, he's a Satanist. He, all of his pictures, Satan respect pronoun, Satan respects pronouns. That's like, he's wearing devil horns on his head and his shirt says Satan respects pronouns. It's pretty big. It's a pretty big account for a little freak like that, huh? Landed a landed a, a deal for at least a couple of items in your line to be carried by Target. That's a pretty big account. Uh, they're probably pretty significant. It really, it really is very significant, and it's not like it, it's almost like they're they're. I mean, some of these buttons they're selling to be trans is to know God. Queer sex will set you free. I am a. I am a. Um, never underestimate the power of a lesbian. I mean, I guess okay. Trans witches know. for abortion. Here, one of my favorite and most popular designs and the one that gave Abpralin Ab its proper footing and direction. Coming up with this phrase really ha- helped to make the company what it is today. Satan loves you and respects who you are. You're important and valuable in this world and you deserve to treat yourself with love and respect. LGBT plus people are, often, are so often referred to as being a product of Satan or going against God's will. So fine, we'll hang with Satan instead. 
Satanists don't actually believe in Satan. He's merely used as a symbol of passion, pride, and liberty. He means hmm. to you what you need him to mean. So for me, Satan is hope, compassion, equality, and love. So naturally, hmm. Satan respects pronouns. He loves all LGBT plus people. I went with a variation of Baphomet for this design, a deity who themselves is a mixture of genders, beings, ideas, and existences. They reject binary stereotypes and expectations. Right, right. And that, and that was the whole point. <clears throat> that was the whole point. And to uh, and and then to go and say, this is my truth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The uh, the decentralization of thought, subjectivity, and it's um, yeah, you you made you made your bed. Now you, you lie in it, and that's that's it. The hooks are in deep, I, and there's no bringing them back. No, I mean, I have it. I have up on the screen right now. It says, join my gay cult with a rainbow flag and a skeleton with a little halo over its head. I mean, you know, it goes pretty deep. Burn down the... Keep, yeah, keep playing. It's, uh, it's really crazy. And then that led me to people like this. The goal of the transition closet is for our students... This is a teacher talking about his transition closet with the rainbow flag behind him. The new rainbow flag, Frank, with the brown and the black. Right, yes. Everybody knows that after a uh, after a nice summer rain, there's a big black and brown streak in the sky. <laughs> like a like a like a skid mark on the on the ed, end of your underpants. Yeah. To be able to wear the clothes that their parents approve of, come to school, and then swap out into the clothes that fit who they truly are. And I use the idea that this is like Superman changing in a phone booth. But that idea actually goes a lot further than that because Superman isn't Clark Kent. Clark Kent is actually the disguise. And when Clark Kent goes into the phone booth, he transforms into Superman, who's into really gay. who he truly yeah. is, Kal-El. And so this Kal-El. gives our transition Listen to me. I have, I understand. I'm, I'm laying down, so I'm giving you gems here, people. I'm giving you gems. Listen to my commentary. Do, do, do you even know who Kal-El is? The, you the, didn't know that Superman had a real name, did you? <laughs> <laughs> the worst part of this is that, like, you used to hear when you were younger, like, girls wanted to wear whatever short crop top or whatever, and they change when they left the house so that their parents wouldn't know. Now they're just indoctrinating your children into wearing skirts when they're boys and what it's just it's it's crazy and it reminded me of i don't know if you heard this woman it's 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 really a mental illness at this point i think everybody's going to understand this is nebraska state senator michaela kavanaugh she's of course she's a democrat did you see this oh yeah i'm gonna play it for everybody because this is insanity it's just insane it's insane here It changes in a second. Only one more time, you'll get it. She's going to go into a little diatribe in a second, which we're going to listen to, but she's insane. She's she's insane. Yeah. Crazy. I was going to say, just keep keep playing it. I'm go- I'm going to just because I know it's overwhelmingly r- ridiculous to listen to, but she's gonna lose her mind in a minute and cry, and I want everybody to see it. Trans people belong here. 
that's not tomorrow. You are loved. You matter. You belong here. What what happened to it, this woman? What I don't know. I see that though. I don't know. You know, it's I, I look at this and it's I, I don't know. This this requires such special I specialized she needs such specialized attention. And she's just a microcosm of a of a much larger mental illness that has been adopted that is that's expressing itself in the culture at large. It's like this is so I I'm I'm I really don't have the words because it's not activism. You're not you're not there. You're not there to really stand up for anybody. You're I mean, you think about who the children are first. They're only there because they're abused in the in the first respect. There's no there's no trans child out there that has not been traumatized in some way, shape, or form. This is just what it is. And, and most of them, of course, um, how how convenient, all belong to liberal parents. And so you, you're talking about a class of children that have been so propagandized and damaged and made, I don't know, uh, handicapped in, in so many ways. And that handicap is being encouraged in such over-the-top histrionic ways like this woman. I mean, she is so mentally ill. And so I look at this and I'm like, it's incredible to me that this is this is the behavior I used to expect whenever me, my friends, my family, we would dip into Manhattan or something like that for an evening. We're going to go to see a show or whatever. We, we know that, you know, on every street corner, there's going to be somebody literally schizophrenic, losing their minds. And you just, you know, you you walk straight and you don't look and and, and you, you stay out of their way. This is that's that's the behavior. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she has this this blue pantsuit on and she is an an elected official and that this is becoming normal behavior for elected public office holders is really incredible especially if you lived anywhere near a big city where mental illness homelessness and mental illness is on display in such incredibly naked ways this is just the average homeless mentally ill person that you would see somewhere sleeping outside of a bank in manhattan and the fact that she is by and large becoming so much more represented in government is it's it's astonishing it's it's a literal destabilization effort across the board and it's social in nature it's cultural in nature did you see i don't have it pulled up here i could find it um they're they're doing this new thing now where very 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 overly obese people are demanding um bigger aisles on planes bigger seats or that they should have first grab at seats on planes because they can't um express themselves and they can't fit through the aisles and it's just a it's a it's a hammering of cultural like they're just trying to destroy morality and good not that if you're overweight you're not moral but the entitlement that these people are showing because they should be accommodated just the same way that Trans people are demanding that, um, uh, you know, accommodation to, to, to perform in women's sports and in women's spaces. There's a, a gay comedian who I've never seen before in my entire life. His name is Ty Rivera. 
and he he looks a little weird. He's got a weird tattoo on his eye. Um, but he's he said why I stopped supporting quote the community. I'm gay and tired of trans. And he does this whole 13 minute long video about why he's finished with the trans community. We can listen to a little bit if you want, but the comments are what I went for because he's got like 10,000 subscribers and he's got 94,000 views on this. But all the people in the comments, a lot of people are, they're all gay and trans. Some of them are trans and they're fed up with, they're saying they're done with it. He's one person says, as a passing trans femme, I agree with everything here. I worked really hard and had to go through so much pain to live my truth. Now, I don't agree with this person, but that's okay. Let's just listen. The whole point of my transition is to blend into society as a woman and to have common sense, not to put myself in a position that makes me or the community of trans people I represent in a position of ridicule. What the TQIA community is now is making everyone look bad and I don't support it. The trend really needs to pass quickly before people start getting snatched up and sent to death camps. Now that is a little bit crazy and they're very misguided on what's actually happening. But people who are really like they feel this way and they just want to be normal. Some people in here said, you know, I will go into a a a, a stall in a bathroom rather than inconvenience somebody who's biologically male or female, like I'll use the men's restroom and go into a stall. Like instead of going into the female restroom and trying to, they, they're, it's just. Uh, first of all, um, yeah, poor assessment of talking about genocide coming. Yeah. I mean, there are, uh, because you have the, the people who are pushing this trans stuff, they they are the, the genocidal maniacs. They're the same people who are trying to push us into a nuclear war quickly out there in Ukraine, which is now there's there's very, very little for anybody to latch on to to say that it's winning out there. So the, the the gaslighting about war, the gaslighting about gender, it's all about getting us into a situation where mass amounts of people can die. Now, those of us on the outside of this who see that kind of a threat building obviously we'll become more and more willing to defend ourselves, but we're not, nobody's out there going trans hunting. And the other thing there too, is I'm a, as a passing femme, trans femme, that is just so, what, what does that mean? It means that people don't recognize that he's a guy. Right. So is that the only, per does that mean that that's the person who should be uh, transitioned? those who look most like a girl once their costume goes on like the, this the shallow sexism that is in that is just embedded in this whole trans thing is ridiculous because if it's not for stereotypes and if it's not for hijacking objective standards of beauty then there really is nothing there so if, if you're not a passing if you're not if you're not passing are you doing damage to the movement what, what even though you have the same kind of uh, irregularities going on in your brain as mm -hmm. somebody else, but you look more dykish and bullish than somebody else that you 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 can't be a part of it all because you don't pass. Like this whole thing is nuts. Everything is nuts. Somebody said in the comments, if you didn't know who Blair White was, would you be tricked? The answer is absolutely 100%. Yes, I would. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. First of all, um, if Blair was a woman, uh, he'd still not be, he'd still not, I don't know, there's just not my, there's something, I, I, I'd i be, I'd be friendly, but I, there's nothing there that would interest me, but um, I don't know, I don't know, just not my type, 
but uh there, there are definitely there are definitely uh, uh cases out there where people can get tricked and, that, no and that's the it. worst part because people go out on dates with guys trans women go out on dates with guys the guys they find them online the guys don't know that they're they're out on a date with a with a man and then you see the clip of the the like the they film this stuff and the trans woman's like i'm afraid to tell him you know look if that man discovers that you're a man in the midst of some kind of sexual activity you're you're done he's going to kill you He's going uh, and, to kill you. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Uh, uh, when they talk about trans murders and all that stuff, uh, I remember um, Andy No was in, in uh, you know, older variations of Twitter when you can say less and less and less than we can now. Um, Andy No got, got attacked pretty hard for talking about that very, very understated statistic that a lot of this is about, about trans people deceiving others in sexual situations and it's also about trans prostitution mm, yeah and that and that of, of course you know they, they didn't want to go into who the, the main category or demographic of people who were that were killing trans people especially in prostitution uh you know uh solici solicitation scenarios there but th that's where so many of these this trans genocide comes from it's through deception it's sex it is um and it's also prostitution, which is already a very violent and uh, an and abusive line of work. So it's th th there's just we're not al ever allowed the full picture, which tells you something in itself. Yeah, I I, I will save some of this. I'm not going to play it right now, but I wanted to tr to to go into. Um, hold on. Where is it? This. There was a, an article that came out over the weekend, and as fast as it started, I said, it stops. Transgender influencers' partnerships drop after Dylan Mulvaney controversy. And it's an article in Newsweek that talks about how people are not getting, like trans people aren't getting the sponsorship requests that they normally do. Going into, quote, Pride Month in June, where we're going to be bombarded. I was just sent during the, uh, during the um, show here, somebody sent me, a, a screenshot of a stand at Walmart. Uh, happy Pride Month. FDA cleared for anal use for $3.24. Backdoor what? pack condoms on a big display what? in Walmart. Do you, are you displaying it right now? No, but I will. Hold on. Hold on a second. Let me Backdoor pack condoms? What are they, extra thick condoms because you're putting it in a butt? I wish I knew. Hold on. Hold on a second. I'll pull it up. Not expecting this. And this is all at Walmart. This is at Walmart. No, I mean, listen, listen. It is. It's on the screen. Let me just say again, again. It's just straight people, and I, I'm sorry for the. I know a lot of people have families and they listen to this. So just earplugs. There's plenty of straight couples who play with each other's asses. They're not gay. There's a lot of erogenous zones on the human body. People play around whatever. I, 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 there's there's probably plenty of gay people who are more prude than straight people are com comparing each other's kinks and perver perversions or 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 their persuasions, I should say, whatever the hell it is. There's you know, so when you talk about human sexuality there, A, it's a private matter. 
And uh, I, I wish that we were dealing with it less and less in a public sense. But when you start getting into a situation where we've got a whole now we've got a whole political month for a certain group of people who like having sex with members of the same sex. And here's going to be a nice end cap at Walmart for you. And here, here's a special condom that you guys could use because we know that you'll you love having you have to have sex with the butt. And here's our here's our butt sex uh, section for all of our gay. It's so it's it's so incredibly beyond. I don't. It's terrible. It's 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 messed up. Yep. It's just so messed up. <laughs> if if this is the way you live. There's it's not you can find these materials anywhere. Anywhere. The fact that this needs to be a hey, why hide it? Here's our butt sex section. It's so ridiculous that. Oh, man. well, companies are starting to get the message. They're not bringing these people on as sponsors anymore because they know that the I, I think it was something like that. I saw a poll. Sixty four percent of the country are against all of this. Sixty four percent. And then there was like another 30 something percent that were like, um, it wasn't even pro. There was only like a 3% part of the population that was all about this. And they're trying to cram it down everybody's throat. And then we have Ford who came out with something interesting. Frank, I want to hear what your opinion is on this because it really got me. At the bottom of the Ford website, it says introducing the Ford Explorer men's only edition. The first vehicle. Yeah. The men's it's, only. Wait, wait, it's real or is it a parody? It's not a parody, but it is an ad. Um, the first vehicle that removes more than a century of contributions from women. And then you go to the page and it says, yes, you read that right. This Woman's History Month, we salute the contributions women have made to the automotive industry by literally taking those contributions out. No heat, no brake lights, no GPS, and no way we'd be here today or where we're going tomorrow without them. So, A woman invented brake lights? Yeah. Apparently. Florence Lawrence was her name. <laughs> Turn signals and brake lights. Now, whatever, whatever. it still they, pisses they, they, me women, off. Women, women, women don't even use turn signals as it is. So they, <laughs> so they, they I, I'm surprised they use brakes. So it's it's like one of those things like, oh, we, we invented the brake light. Well, did you ever did you ever try braking? They may use brakes, whether they're using them properly is a different story. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, when I stop the car, I like to grind myself into the guardrail. <laughs> well, it, this, even this pisses me off, though, because can we please stop? I hate it. I hate it's, it. I want to <laughs> It's too much. I hate it. Oh, my God. They're insufferable bitches. It's too much. Like, I'm glad that women are being appre appreciated, I guess, but that's not what... When we talk about keeping our spaces safe, we're not talking about being you know, worshipped necessarily by car companies. We're just talking about normalcy. Normalcy. That's all. I don't need, I, I, this is, this is pan, it, to me it's pandering. They ruined society for women. They didn't make it better for women. They didn't make it more equitable. They ruined it for women. There was a time that at a, at a Super Bowl, there was a time 30 years ago, if there was a Super Bowl, and the national anthem, not the black national anthem, a national anthem was being sung by somebody, you know, Whitney Houston, uh, Garth Brooks, whatever the hell it was, the national anthem is sung, 
Land of the Free, Home of the Brave, the fireworks, and then an all-female flight crew flies over. It would have been like, oh, that's cool. No, nobody would have even. What's you remember? We watched that together yeah. on the podcast, and we were both like, yeah. It, 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 Thirty years ago, they'd be like, "Oh, that's cool! All female flight." You know what? Those those are our badass American lady pilots. Good for them. It's it's done. It's over. Everything seems like an attack. Everything is obnoxious. Everything's in your. I reject it all now. I, every it, it's like it, it that that stigma that people say. Well, you know, affirmative action. Can you really? You know, is affirmative action really? You know, that good, especially after all these years. To, uh, is somebody really getting the position because of what they achieved and how they stack up with everybody else in their respective fields? Or is it because they're checking boxes? Exactly. I don't trust anything anymore. And I think that th the intentions behind it all is bullshit. Now I uh, I laugh at it all and I'm I'm uh, fiercely opposed. Uh, I, it, it's. It's almost everything. It's the same thing that they did to us when they were trying to polarize us based on race. They they by what they were doing, they were attempting to make people hate black people by showing us all these things that black people, quote, were doing. It's it's another it, you know, we just I just want to be left alone. I want to be able to watch television and not have 70 million pharmaceutical like just watching the Met game on, on PIX yesterday. Every other commercial is a freaking pharmaceutical commercial for something or they had this special about a trans woman between the games and Will was watching it. And he said, like, the, the, the quote woman starts speaking and like the voice is like, oh. like I the Dodgers, the, 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 the Los Angeles Dodgers. They just uh, they just announced they're having some sort of a trans night. And listen, this is uh, we're talking about Major League Baseball as a corporation by and large. This has been this has proliferated all over the place. You know, starting on June first, I mean the, the the Yankees have rainbow all over the place for a month. And everybody, it's 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 gross. And you'll start seeing, you know, all the pride parades will happen where young children are there watching men being led around on leashes with their penises hanging out. You know what I mean? All this, all this sexual degeneracy under the guise of pride. Like, why can't you just walk down the street if you have to with the damn sign or something? Why do you have to dress in like, it's just, it's, it's a very disgusting, like. Again, I it's the, it, the whole ESG thing and what is actually driving the, um, the, the corporate, these corporate um, structures and these, these companies to go and, and, and push this stuff. Like I, uh, Brad in the chat room just said that the Dodgers canceled their trans night due to backlash. Good. The, real, the question is. Like Target, we we started hearing from people. Yeah, well, I I made a cold Target about the about this whole trans thing, and and they and you know their their customer service on the phone very understanding and said yes, we've got a lot of a uh, lot of complaints about this, and a lot of locations are starting to get rid of it. That's great. The question is, why are the electric fences continuing to be tested? Why are they why are they continuing to dip their toe deeper and deeper into the pool to yeah. test the waters? Yeah, and then why? it's not stopping. It doesn't st it's like the, it, it's not that they're 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 changing their minds about things. They're just saying, "Okay, we we probably need a couple of more years." Yeah, we we'll can't do this yet. Like Yeah, we'll get there. Two steps forward, one step backward, you're still forward a step. And that's how they do it. Slowly over time. Well, that's what Richard uh what's his name? Levine 
Rachel Levine. Yeah. Richard. Rachel, yeah. That's that's what he did. You see that that comment about two months ago? I think we played his clip when he was doing he was doing like a little monologue in front of the. He pretty much said that the, the tide is turning, the tables are turning. And before long, this is going to be, um, you know, uh, sexually, they call it gender affirming something or another is going to be the norm coming from an, an obese, mentally ill man who's been injected into the federal government as a as a tokenized plant. Well, and it's um, I mean, they're just telling us, hey, it's only a matter of time. Sure. OK. We'll get rid of some of our sections, our most egregious sections at Target, because if you ever walk into their the the book section at Target, I mean, you just get blasted. It's just incredible. But um, speaking of which, federal government, Frank, Sam Brinton was arrested again. Did you see that? Yeah. Sam Brinton was arrested for stealing that designer's clothes. The designer was on Tucker. So they, so did did she get her clothes back? I, I mean, I wouldn't want it back after this, but I, hopefully she makes a lot of money because it was pretty good, pretty good stuff she made. Yeah, she made some beautiful um, designs that he culturally appropriated, which is against the rules. He, he he's 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 sick. He's sick. He's evil. He's also a satanist, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I have. They'll make it. They'll make him the warden of the prison, though. Can you imagine? He'll, he'll be the warden before long. Yeah. So don't worry. Um, I have I have something completely off the topic that we've been talking about today, and I'm kind of debating saving it for Wednesday and ending a little early today just because this stuff just doesn't make sense after what we've been talking about all day today. So I'm going to do that. We're going to end a little early today, guys, and I'm going to okay. save the rest of this stuff for, for Wednesday because it would be silly to start talking about the Supreme Court and Donald Trump legal stuff and... It just wouldn't make sense. Um, you guys have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Also, live streaming Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and also Twitter. Check out Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on QuiteFrankly.tv, and you can catch him on Rumble as well. We will be back here on Wednesday. Later. Later.